Welcome everyone to the TCR Podcast, episode 32. My name is Justin Skirbo, and today I'm here with Callum Fraser-Sharp. Hello! I'm here with Alex Shock. Yo, what's going on? And Ben Rickaby. Crash Bandicoot is freaking back. Oh yeah. Guys, it is a very exciting E3 jam-packed episode. We got so much stuff to talk about. We got Scorpios and Spider-Mans and Crashes <laughs> and Gods. Oh my god. We're going to talk about Sony and Sony and how no one else showed up. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Zelda showed up. <laughs> Zelda did show up and it's ooh, that, that does look thing. really good though. Zelda did make me eat eat my words. I've been talking a lot of smack about Nintendo <laughs> for a really long time and you know what? They tried something different and it yeah. worked. It looks so yeah. cool. But let's talk about that in a second. Let me get some housekeeping out of the way first as all of our listeners know, we publish our podcast Every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, you can download us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc., etc. Check out the ZeroReview.com for our news reviews and all that business. And if you have any questions for us, you can write us in at podcast at com. Alex, is that shorter? I know we said that it went super long last week. I wanted to cut it I think down that was, a little bit. I think that was good. I think that was good. Nice. All right. Getting better. All right, so I think the best way to approach E3 right now is, I guess, chronologically, because, like, holy fuck, there was, like, a lot of... There's there, a lot. There's a lot to process. Um, so so let's just get into it. Did uh, of, the, of the dudes here who watched Bethesda's thingy... I watched Bethesda's thing. Okay. I did, too. I think, I think Bethesda, for me, was easily, like, the least impressive of all of them. Yeah, for, like... Full disclosure, I skipped everything Elder Scrolls because I like the second I even began to hear the hum of like Elder Scrolls music, I just was like, nope, skip, 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 skip. Yeah, like the main announcements, we had Quake Champions, which, which looked great. Which I mean, the trailer looked great. It's nothing trailer. They're just like, oh, this is what we hope the character models look like while they right. move. Yeah, right. I think what bothered me the most about that announcement was that they were like, hey, doesn't this look cool? Too bad we won't see anything until QuakeCon. By the way, buy your tickets to QuakeCon. It's like, man, <laughs> this is not a sales pitch. Like, come on, dude. Um, and then they're like, hey, look, DLC. Buy the DLC. You yeah. want the DLC. Yeah, so it was Quake, and then we had Fallout stuff, and then Doom DLC and all this stuff. Doom went business. hard. Like, Doom, prey they went too. real hard on Doom. Yeah, and well, Prey, in my opinion, was the only thing, like, worth anything during that entire conference. Like, it was something fresh. I mean, we it's a reboot, you know, obviously, but, uh, is, is it obviously? I had no idea what was happening. I that, looked at the screen Prey. really hard. I was like, "What? The, what is happening?" Did you remember Prey from Xbox 360? Yeah, with I remember the, the when Indian you were a Native and... American guy and like aliens abducted you and you killed a bunch of them, and then Prey Two never really happened. But like oh. this video was just like a dude with bloodshot eyes talking to himself in a mirror, drinking a lot of coffee. I think the reason why it excited me is because it was like thematically and like aesthetically interesting. Like, like the it looked like the setting of a game that I would be interested in. If that oh, yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah, no, it was very interesting. I just had no idea what it was or what to expect or what to hope it would turn out to be. Yeah. Have you guys I mean, read that book? Like, this is the weird part to me. There's a Michael Crichton, you know, author of uh, Jurassic Park. Um, he wrote a book a couple years ago called Prey about nanobots and like them taking shape and like kind of attacking humans and that seemed a lot like what i was looking at in prey and i just thought that was a really weird coincidence 
Yeah. I did not know that hmm. there was that sort of carryover, but that is definitely pretty interesting. Um, what? <laughs> I don't think there's any relation, but See, it's like the same lot thing. Of, a lot of games with uh, scary black goop. Scary black yeah. goop is a theme this E3. Yeah, that's for sure. Especially for Bethesda. When you look at Dishonored 2, she shoots scary black goop at everyone, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, speaking See, of... See, but the problem with Prey was it has the same issues that Quake Champions did. It's like you saw nothing of the gameplay. It was just all cinematic trailer. Yeah, so. I mean, and, and that's sort of like... That's kind of one of my new things where it's like if if a game doesn't show gameplay, it's really hard for me to like care or even look at it as a real thing like at all. I think in Prey, the only reason why I got some of my attention is like I said, like setting wise, it seems like this sort of like atmosphere or, or setting that I would be interested in in a game. Uh, it's a shame we don't really know what it is though. Um, yeah, but you know what are what are we gonna expect? Um, outside, yeah, of- I'd say. Of- all the stuff that they showed, like Dishonored Two, was the only one that I was like really interested in because they actually had game footage. I was but even like, then, that, that was that was like I saw it all before, and the demo was just really awkward because they were trying really hard to show you very specific things, and that doesn't work when you're trying to show like, oh, look at this stealth game where you can do whatever you want. <laughs> look yeah, at this was, dynamic game that we've scripted. What I was sort of let down by that uh, by that gameplay session or whatever you want to call it, like. It just, it didn't look different enough from Dishonored 1, and, like, the few parts that they did see, like, I don't know, some of the animations just looked really janky, like, when she kicked the guy, her leg just kind of, like, appeared out of nowhere, and, like, yeah. I don't know, it, yeah. was, it was just not the smoothest looking thing I've ever seen. I'm still gonna get it, because I really, really loved uh, Dishonored 1 for what it was, um... But I wasn't. Yeah, same here. I definitely wasn't thrilled with what I saw there. I'm certainly I gotta, I gotta gonna... See, I gotta see more. I'm definitely gonna pre-order. I think, especially with the addition with with Corvo's mask, I want that. Oh, I know that that's cool. That's having a, that mask there. That looks cool. Very good. Desk accessory. Yeah. Um, plus, it comes cool. with the definitive edition of uh, Dishonored One. Yeah. Which everyone should play. Yeah, but I already have two copies of Dishonored One. It's a great game. Great game. All right, so Bethesda, what would you guys rate it? I know we don't do number ratings. Well, well I think, give, me a, give me an out of ten. Oh, uh, I don't know. Four. Like, leave, leave it. Leave it. <laughs> give, leave give, it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do it on our well, scale. No, I give it a solid. Leave it. I I don't know. I mean, I they I, I don't even know how we just managed to go like a f- couple of seconds talking about Bethesda, and no one even whispered Fallout. Because I feel like Fallout 4, it had its time in the sun last year, and, you know, it's a great game, I'm not going to rob it of that, but, like, you know, the the DLC and the addition of mods to Xbox and PS4 and stuff, like, it's cool, yeah, but, like, there are, this is fucking E3, there are so many other cool games to be excited about, rather than a game that we were excited about this time last year, who you know what I'm saying? Who are all these workshop DLCs for? Like, who's like, Definitely oh man, I, can, <laughs> I cannot wait to set up some crazy domino trap for this death claw? Yeah, absolutely I, not, I, that is not my... Uh, a lot of people do that shit, but I, yeah. I'm not one of those people. But, I mean, is that something you bring to E3? Like, isn't that something you just sort of, like, push they out later? They dropped it in, in the middle of everything else. They didn't really, like, and, like highlight Fallout it. Shelter for PC? Was anyone hoping that would happen? Uh, I don't it's know. It's a good game. I mean, yeah, but it's on mobile. Everyone's already got it. Yeah. What, what, what was weird was they didn't really focus on the whole Nuka-Cola world thing. I mean, yeah, that's, like, yeah. the biggest DLC part. That was the only one that looked like glazed over it. Well, I'm almost thinking that that's going to be, like, the, the first DLC that we saw in this pack. Like, I don't think it's going to be, like, Far Harbor levels of hugeness, but I feel like that's going to be, like, 
you know, the Automatron or whatever. Like, the first DLC yeah, that's, that's, like, it adds a few quests. It's, it's like Fallout 4 yeah. Season 2. I guess so. I don't know. Like, again, it's hard for me to be excited about games that were new last year when we have so many cool things to look forward to this year. You True, know what I mean? Fair. Well, more so, more things to look forward to in February 2017, which like, is going to be a fucking nightmare, by you, the way. If you really like Elder Scrolls stuff, there's a lot here for you. If you're like me and you just do not care, uh, there was really nothing for you at the Bethesda conference. Totally. Mm. See, I, I just feel like they didn't have enough to really... Sh- justify a conference this year i don't know why they didn't take the year off you know finish up quake and pray and then come back next year with more stuff well see here's the thing like like i know that bethesda and ubisoft and ea all have their own conferences but like is there really that much we can expect from a publisher in comparison to like what we all want which is from you know the platforms like you know Everybody knew that Xbox, uh, Sony, and Nintendo, less so Nintendo this year, uh, are going to have the most, like, holy shit kind of uh, conferences. I mean, these are just individual developers. Yeah, they have cool stuff going on, but, like, I don't think any of us are going to be, are going to have, like, the same amount of excitement for, you know, an EA or a Bethesda conference as we are for a Sony or Microsoft. They rarely steal the show. Yeah. I mean, Bethesda, I think, last year did a great job with their, like, oh, yeah, by the way, this shit comes out in, like, four months. Like, (laughs) that's awesome. Um, Yep. But I think, I don't know. Like, I I think I've learned to sort of manage my expectations when it comes to the publisher, um, the publisher press conferences. And no publisher press conference uh, holds true to that better than the EA one, which... My God, <laughs> I I have never been so disappointed or uncomfortable with a guy talking about soccer, dude. <laughs> like, how are I they get that part? There were I just checked. Out. They <laughs> managed to not announce like four games there. They were like, oh yeah, by the way, we have three new Star Wars games. Not showing you or telling you anything about them, but they're coming. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like, there was briefly like two seconds of a guy in a long coat walking outside and then underneath being like oh this might be some footage you know what's coat. funny oh my god is they they actually showed wireframe footage of the uh battlefront psvr game that showed up at the sony conference yeah the sony conference had more of the trailer than they did i think it's, it's like a combination of that you know they say that there's like a visceral game now which i'm sure everyone is expecting to be 1313 or some it, form it of that better be god damn it that game looked amazing it looks so good but like just like it's it's almost like irritating that they would sit like announce like oh yeah hey this is a thing we're doing but we're literally not showing you any of that. Same thing with uh, Mass Effect. Like, Mass Effect was easily the one game that I was like, okay, if they show me something about Mass Effect, I'm going to love this EA conference. But they didn't. They showed us a behind-the-developer bullshit again. Again! Uh, they showed us the same thing last year. <laughs> like, briefly, what the fuck? It briefly showed the new Mako. It showed the new ship, the Tempest. It, kind, it showed with no... Uh, UI they over top of it. It looked like main, combat. They didn't show us who the main character was. Well, they didn't tell they us what the game was. I don't they, think they can because the focus of one, two, and three was Shepard, and the entire focus of Andromeda is to pull away from the Shepard storyline. So if they establish a new Shepard, then no one's going to pay any attention to the new storyline. Don't I show anything last year or this year? Like they literally showed because they nothing. were doing that stupid MMO yeah, that never what, happened, right? Or was it a MOBA that got tanked? What's your new name though? 
Because I know Shepard has nothing to do with this. What's oh, the new lead the, character's the, name? So there was, still... there was a leak afterwards that said it would be, his name was like Ryder or something like that, like R-Y-D-E-R, which yeah. is a totally fine name. But like, I'm pretty, it's supposed to be a girl, I think is what they're going to try and character. push this time. It's, okay. it's both, because there's... I was going to say, there was a femship there's, time, Yeah, like... there's been footage of the same white armored character in a distinctly like male figure standing over the galaxy map on the bridge as well as the same outfit on the girl saying we made it. I just think it was a huge, huge misstep to not show anything. Like, give us an official, real trailer that has at least, like, ten seconds worth of gameplay in it. Like, if they were to give me that, that, like, I'm sure that would be in, like, my top five most anticipated games. Yeah. But, like... They gave me fucking nothing. It looked like, like yeah, I don't know, for five seconds, out, maybe five seconds, there was someone shooting at a character running at them, and like it looked like the regular pistols we've seen in all the other Mass Effect games, and then there was an explosion, and they were like, oh, on to the next thing. I don't know. I, I, I just think they fucked up. They like, did. They fucked up. See, their their problem is, is they keep showing these games that are just going to be way out there. Like, oh, cool, we're going to see these Star Wars games in, like, 2018 yeah no at the earliest uh, we didn't see any games i was excited about that aren't slated for late 2017 yeah i mean what else did they have wait wait when's titanfall 2 coming out oh like soonish eventually that's actually pretty soon october yeah that that looks pretty cool that does look good battlefield okay yeah i'll give them that and yeah i know battlefield one was a huge deal but but see i guess maybe part of the reason why that didn't like didn't blow me away is because we saw all the Battlefield 1 footage already. Not to mention, yeah. did anybody else notice that they dropped that same trailer three times? Yeah. Three fucking times I've, I see this dude in a tank with a gunshot next to his head and all oh, my and ear a, hurts. And a dove. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why yeah, did they... they did. It's like, oh, they show it halfway and then they stop and then they show the full thing and then <laughs> at the fucking Microsoft thing they show it again and it's like, dude, we get it. The trailer's a pretty cool trailer but, like, calm down. <laughs> Like, they yeah. just they ran out of stuff to show. Oh, there's a dove in the tank. Who let John Woo in here? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It, so it was bad. So beyond that, what else did we have at EA? There was like the FIFA thing. Oh, what did you guys? Did, what did you guys think of Titanfall? Like they're kind of changing up their formula. Titanfall I looks good. Looks really I cool. think the multiplayer looks fantastic. I loved the the. I love Titanfall one. I yeah. didn't begrudge it for not having a campaign. Like I actually legitimately loved Titanfall one, and then I, I got over it. I didn't love Titanfall one. I played on PC, right? Um, well, and it was, well, no, it was a fun. It was a really fun game, and it looked great. You know what I mean? Like I definitely had fun with it. Um, but mate, like it just, I felt like it wore, it didn't wear out its welcome, but like it just began to feel very hollow very quickly. Like I was into the multiplayer and stuff and I had people to play with, but like eventually it just felt like I was just doing the same stuff and I was just in the same situations and like the things that were trying to pull more out of me, like, oh, now you can fuck with burn cards and customize your shit and whatever. And it's like, that was cool for a second, but it just, it began to feel very hollow. Whereas Titanfall 2, I mean, I'm really glad that they're going with a campaign for no other reason than just to have it. You know what I mean? Like, it just makes it feel like a more full experience. They're really humanizing the uh, the Titans, too. Well, isn't that weird, though? Like, that wasn't a a thing in Titanfall 1. Like, I never thought once while I was playing Titanfall, like, oh, wouldn't it be fun if, like, the giant robot also loved me? If they were basically sentinels. (laughs) Yeah. And now it's like suddenly the robot is like, friend. Yeah. 
I had to bond with the creator. Yeah. What is this thing you call love? It has another level to it because it had no levels before. Yeah, that's fair. They move. They move like humans too. If you saw that, like yeah. they're like ducking and weaving and stabbing with swords, which and, is awesome. But you know that's not how it's gonna play. Uh, it'll be there's like, no button for dodge and weave. Like it's not a thing. <laughs> I think... uh, it's sort of like uh, like The Witcher. How it's kind of looks like a oh like yeah. A yeah, God, that's uh, satisfying. I'm picturing it's just like a dodge, and you can just very human moves and not just stomp forward or yeah. stomp back. Well, I like the inclusion of, like, a sword and six new titans. That's cool. I mean, I, I never got yeah. good with any of the I mean, that's the, the thing. is like they're really diversifying their abilities, so yeah. they may actually change up the controls of the titans for this game around, I wish, this time around. I wish we saw more swords, honestly. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I really liked that it's included, but I wanted, like, straight-up, like, Gundam Zoid battles and shit. I like, know, right? You know what? For, forget... Forget guns. All swords. All swords. All swords. All, yeah. Beam if, if there is a gameplay mode everywhere. in Titanfall 2 that is all swords, that will probably be the exclusive mode that I play. Yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. so I mean, either way, I'm excited because I missed out on the first game because it was console exclusive. Uh, yeah, that that sucks. That was a lot of fun. Great, great, like, me- mechanically. Just Oh, yeah. Like, it, it felt cool. It looked cool. Really running on walls and stuff. It was fun. Running walls? It was just very flash in the pan kind of gameplay. Yeah, that's that's actually a good way to put it. Like, it was definitely like awesome for the moment that it was being played, but then like you know, again like and then everything it, it just else felt came empty out. for a little while. Yeah, and then everything like else came out. Like evolve, if you guys played that, I did not play that. That's actually fun. Yeah, evolve was like fun, but also days. like totally <laughs> missed its time. Like it just yeah. evolve had like a really great idea and really cool mechanic, and people were like, "I've got too much other shit I need to be doing right now." Right. All right, so what else did we see at EA? I mean, there were sports things, but I don't think any of us really care. Nope. Nah. Was I the only one who thought it was hysterical that they did their big Madden announcement in London? Like, who who cares about, like, American football in Europe? Everyone in that, no! everyone there is like, game. is this a gridiron game? Yeah, there was they that. Have one game a year in London. There was that, and then there was, like, the, uh, what was it? They they brought out that like soccer coach, and I'm sitting there uh, watching this, being like, "Yeah, this didn't this isn't doing anything for me. I literally have no clue who this person is." <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I'm so I'm American. The, the team, but in fairness, like that's not any different than any year. Like, there's never been an E3 where, uh, E3 where I don't like find something else to be doing when they start talking about FIFA and Madden. Yeah, like I just find another place to be while it happens. <laughs> Right. I guess that's what's so disappointing is usually EA at least has a variety of stuff to show, but this year they just didn't. Yeah, they very quietly mentioned, uh, you know, the the EA the vault with all the EA published titles that you can play for a monthly fee, which was cool. But it's like I've said before, like it's mostly sports titles and then a little bit of Battlefield and Plants vs Zombies. So there's not a lot there for you if you happen to really like. Like, the RPGs EA offers, it's not going to be in the vault. Like, the long-term heavy investment games are not going to be subscription available. So they mentioned that briefly, and then they very briefly mentioned their, like, initiatives for a charity, which I thought were cool. I feel like their, their like, subscription program or whatever should basically just be advertised for bros. It's like the the program. It is. <laughs> it is the program. The EA Bro Access yeah, it's, it's for bros. It is. It's Bro Access. It's like, do you like football? Do you like all the football? Do you like football and shooting? Do you like Bro two, Access? Two K eleven through fifteen. Go so, for sorry. for all the things. Sorry, dudes that enjoy those things. It's just not me. But 
And then they talked about their EA Originals program and kind of showcased that. What is it? Faye? Yeah, Faye? I'll tell you what. Yeah. Faye looked cool. I, I would say it didn't look that it cool. cool. I'm like I'm like interested, I guess. But it, like, so un- the last one, Unravel, was like awesome. That was a beautiful, beautiful, really like emotionally evocative trailer. Like so cool, right? Faye, I was like, I like just from watching it. It seemed like I've played a game like that before. You know what I mean? Maybe uh-huh. not that game specifically, but something just seemed too familiar about it. Like, you know, I I definitely like games that are in that sort of like you know experimental sort of field or what have you. Um, but I don't know. Well, I think I like. I think that's the thing is like a lot of people are like all, all these companies are trying to capture that journey feeling and doing all these artsy games, trying to be like, oh look, we're sophisticated well, too. That's just the indie like the indie game like that's just, community. That's just like, video games. Sometimes it works, sometimes it work. doesn't. Yeah, pretty much. Stand on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Right. Alright, so let's uh let's just blast out Ubisoft before we get into the good <laughs> conferences, just so we can get all this stuff out of the way. Um Ubisoft a bit more impressive, probably mostly because of uh, uh, Watch Dogs Two. I thought Watch Dogs Two looks awesome. I'm like yeah, actually honestly, genuinely excited. Honestly, Ubisoft would have been fine if they hadn't shown it before E3. Yeah, I mean it was that was that was the biggest issue. Like their biggest game, they already showed you everything. So when they showed it at their conference, it's like, oh well, cool. I've I've seen this already. So yeah, I, I actually I walked out. Uh, I had to leave uh, about halfway through, so I left right when Watch Dogs came on. Oh, that's so I saw everything before that, so but ca- nothing after. Catch that. us up on the stuff before that because I frankly don't remember. Yeah, uh, actually, I forgot about this. I was very impressed by the South Park game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I'll give you it that. It actually that looked like some... a lot of fun. It's called the fractured butthole. The fractured <laughs> butthole. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. space hole. Yeah. yeah. Um, it. I mean, it looked really funny. They had uh, they had the guys, Maso and Trey Parker, out there, and um, even the combat looked pretty impressive. Just it's a it's a superhero game, so you're like designing, you're making your own superhero, and you upgrade his powers. And uh, yeah, it looks. looks yeah. I didn't even play the first game, The Stick of Truth, but I did play the first game for a little while, and it looks very like similar, like gameplay mechanics wise um but that's a very good thing because stick of truth was an awesome game um, well they, they said this was a lot better and you can now how, you can but... play stick of truth What's if that? you if you pre-order pre-order um fractured but whole you can get um i'm pretty sure it's just on the ubisoft store though which if that's the case fuck that it is is it, it? Is. amazon for yeah. life bro <laughs> Um, uh, no, I think they said that other outlets were doing it, but it was a limited time thing, so you just have a window. At the, at the conference, they said Ubisoft Store, but it might be expanded, I guess. I don't know. Maybe other, they're just, they didn't mention it. But, I will verify yeah. this right now. Um, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> the gold edition. I wonder if they it's... realize how sort of wacky that is to have a gold edition of their own game. Yep. So if you pre-order on Amazon, you totally get uh, Stick of Truth. Nice. See? Yeah. Yo, the, uh, the, did you want the opening to this uh, this conference was just weird. Like, yeah. It was um, supposed to be for Just Dance. And they did have Just Dance in the background, like at the beginning. But then it was just this like carnival of dancing and giraffes and yeah, it was, I don't, <laughs> it was very bizarre. I, know, I mean, maybe I it's like when Microsoft up. did that carnival thing that they did what for Connect. 
what was it four or five years ago? Well, I think like it, it reminded me of that. I think Ubisoft <laughs> like they they kind of. I think have accepted the role of we're going to be the wacky, like doing crazy shit on stage kind of, you know, press conference. That's the um, only thing they did. You guys like dancing and Rayman? Yeah, but didn't they have something similar last year? Like, I, th- I think it's just like a sort of a theme that they're trying to own, basically. Well, they have a, that, they had uh, Aisha Taylor, right? Yeah, she's been doing it forever. Yeah. She's been doing it for three or four years now. Yeah. So he's making the same jokes. I remember the Yeah, but they're all time. still better than that. What was that last time? The really embarrassing fake character that announced everything. I don't even know. It was so cringeworthy. Holy shit. I don't know. I didn't like her. So th- if you miss the uh the second half of the conference, the last thing that they announced was a game called Steep. Uh, I, I completely missed that. It is basically it, GoPro the game. <laughs> it's, it's oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's a mixture of snowboarding and, like, squirrel suit skydiving and... Skiing, paragliding. If you're and, a weirdo. Yeah, paragliding and skiing and parachuting and all this sort of stuff. And basically you get to do all of these... Act- like, they give you, like, a map that you just get to, like, choose points on a mountain to just do one of these activities down and then, like, record it and share the videos with your friends and, like, create challenges for each other. I mean, it looks kind of cool. It, it reminded me a lot of, like, SSX, but less arcade which makes me so less thing. interested in like, it. I was watching this and I was going, you know what? I kind of want to just go play SSX. I don't really want to play this. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather I, do that or play 1080 Avalanche the on thing GameCube because those look like more fun. If this exact game came out and was more arcadey like SSX, I would buy it in a heartbeat because I fucking love SSX. Um, yeah, but it just seemed like I don't know. It seemed strange. Seemed a little odd. It's like, oh, we're realistic, but you know, we're gonna have all these crash scenes that you're gonna laugh at. I'm like, no, that looks painful, man. Yeah. <laughs> I kept waiting I for them to just. When that guy uh, died. <laughs> I was waiting for them to pull out like, and here's the obligatory Far Cry. Yeah, I'm glad that they didn't have that. One thing I'm pissed about though that I was waiting for was a Beyond Good and Evil two announcement. Yeah, I, I know. Same here. I want that more than anything. Ubisoft do something about it. Although there was a rumor a while back that said Nintendo might be doing a Bayonetta 2 style deal where like Nintendo's going to fund it and they're going to launch it on their platform. I really hope that that's the case. I don't give a shit what console it's on. I just really want to play that game. Yeah. Especially after that leak kind of prototype demo where they had her running around the open city on the last gen platform. That looked amazing. That was a long time ago. That was like Yeah, I know like, that was a long time ago and I want that. That was like over a <laughs> decade ago that that came out. Um, it wasn't a decade ago. No, it, it was de- like six years. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it's six years ago, but still. <laughs> yeah. All right. And instead, we got Rayman. Shall we get? Which was great. Yeah, but was whatever. Cool. Shall we get into the good stuff now? Yes. I, I would like. Let me just do a shout out to the one little game that Ubisoft announced. I thought that was pretty cool. For Honor. Oh, For, uh, For Honor looked pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to see more of that before I kind of. Actually, Wildlands looked pretty cool, too. Oh, yes, I was talking does. about <laughs> the Star Trek game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that did look pretty interesting. Because right. what, if you guys VR have one? ever played um, Space Team on your phone... Oh, yeah. Like, that's what I'm picturing it kind of as. Like, just crazy. Like, everyone has their own job, but it's just this hectic, like, pushing buttons and pulling controls, and you put that in the, like, the scenery of Star Trek, like, pulling the levers, and... You know what's funny, though? So I'm watching, I'm watching this Star Trek thing, and, and I'm thinking, yeah, this looks dope, but, like, 
The only way that that's going to work correctly without totally, like, fucking people up in the head is if you actually, like, organize chairs in a room to reflect what the VR room is going to look like. That makes it even better. So when someone actually says something, you're going to, like, hear it in the direction that they are so you can, like, look and stuff. I I just imagine a lot of people, like, resetting their living rooms to look like the... you also need four VR headsets to play this, I'm sure, like, $20 game. Oh, yeah, so minimum you're talking about a close to $2,000 investment by, the, yes. by a, a number of people in order to play this game. That's rough. Yes. Yeah. So well, you better did, find did four friends what, what platform headsets. it was on? Uh, like is it probably only PC. on Oculus, or will it be on v- PSVR? Well, when when they were using it, you see them have those like HTC Vive little handle thingies. So mm. yeah. probably that. Uh, well, the Oculus has some hand hand things too. Well, no, they they, they really also good. have those little cameras for like the spatial awareness thing. So I'm, uh, yeah. I'm guessing it's going to be a Vive thing. I, I'm sure they'll they'll find ways to apply it to other stuff. Well, too, that's the but... thing. The PSVR uses the old uh, PlayStation Move controllers for that kind of thing too. So yeah, it's not that it's like not doable in some of the other. No, ones. No, of course not. Curious. Yeah, there's the trailer or whatever we saw with Lavar Burton who came out on stage. Yeah, who's the coolest man ever. Um, yeah. Reading, he, he was using the hand thingies, not the move controllers. Definitely, I did forget about Wildlands though. Wildlands did look pretty cool. Wildlands looks pretty great. I'm looking forward to Jungle Division. Jungle Division. Jungle the Division. Yeah, yeah. I should mention Ghost Jungle Recon. Do- oh, that's right. That's Wildlands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I don't know. It, it looks like it, it the, looks like it controls a little better than Division. Does, the footage though. we've seen before already blew me away. So now I'm just waiting to have the game. Like yeah. you don't need to show me any more proof of concept. Like that last trailer we saw at announcement like last year with the skydiving and the helicopter that's totally not ripped off from Metal Gear Solid 5 and like all the the vehicles and the shooting and the explosions like it I okay like it's, take my money please I would like this game now shooty co-op the game <laughs> yeah shooty co-op plus fight the cartels which is always the, fun. The, so the fake like, conversation in the trailer just was, give it to me oh me. my god they're so they're so cringy i hate when people do that I know, uh, like in the division. There was a very good example of something like that happening that actually felt authentic. But we'll have to get to that when we start talking about the Microsoft Ooh. conference. Ooh. I, I'm, I'm ready to move on. I think. Let, yeah. Let's move we're, on. We're done. Let's talk about exciting things. Okay, so the Microsoft conference. I would, I would give it a love it. I would definitely give it a love it. There was a lot of really great things in there to be excited about. Some stuff it, I could take or leave, yeah. but. I would say it was very solid. Not the I don't think it was the best conference, but Oh, it, by definitely by no means the best conference, but an ex, but, but an extremely good conference. Um with some oddly confusing messaging. Yeah, that's which true. we can talk about at some point. Yeah, the, I will say so there were certain games that I wanted We're going to have three models and they all play the same games. I think what's interesting <laughs> is that with you know, with most conferences, my the things that I get excited for are games that I've never heard about that I just right. want to be totally blown away by. Right. Um, while Which X- was nothing at Xbox, well, everything the, we'd heard about before. There were certain things that Xbox did that that's yeah okay so you're right it's more like they they took games that were out that i was mildly interested in and totally sold me on it or there was games that i knew were eventually coming out that i had no interest in that now i'm sold on a perfect example of that and one that kind of came at the beginning was forza horizon uh three i am not really a racing fan like i'm not huge into that but i was really digging that gameplay session i was like yeah i will 100 percent buy this game when it comes out because Mm -hmm. fuck yeah like 
I don't know. know. Racing it's, for me. It's the tiny version of the crew, if out. you ask me. <laughs> What's that uh, game that I've never heard of? God, before. the crew. Wasn't that like? <laughs> a, wasn't that a free throwaway games yeah. with gold game this month? Forza Horizon. It's too late now. I, I had fun with the crew. My only problem was, is it made me play online. If it did let me play by myself without getting on the in- online to play with other people, I would have been totally fine with that. Too late now. I don't know. It's so, dead. Forza yeah. Horizon Three. Like I've always heard that the Forza Horizon games are like the the more arcadey like cool versions of you know racing stuff on xbox You're I've, definitely I've heard, describing burnout like yeah I've, oh yeah I've don't never... get me wrong i was impressed with forza horizon 3 because i love racing games and it it looks really cool i'm just yeah. not gonna play because i don't have an xbox it just looks like the kind of game that i would want to play um so that i was totally yeah. impressed by. i just feel like racing games kind of dropped off like isn't there like a gran turismo people should be excited for somewhere they didn't even show yeah. that at, uh, and they, they just didn't show it which is fun because I feel like they know that the people who want that game are going to buy it anyway. You don't need to show car porn for to get people on board. You know? But anyway, Xbox. Yeah, so let's get yeah, back to... Yeah, we're going to talk about Xbox. We'll get to Sony later. What did you guys think about the gameplay thing for Gears of War 4? It looks the same. Uh, it looks like Gears. Yeah, it I looks it like Gears. Good. I thought it was a little too long, honestly. Like I was very bored, and I thought the, yeah. the conversation in that was pretty cringy. Yep. Like, and I know that it was in-game dialogue, and I'm telling whoever is the writer on that game needs to... Do Yo, something, right? But a it's here's one Like, was, why so many one liners? That's the whole point. That's on, the guys, <laughs> we gotta get out of here. That's the like, entire yeah. point of Gears of War. Gears of War is a a hokey, no man, gross, it's not it's gory, back to back like that. Yeah, it was like Gears, Gears of War one two. After Gears is bros who cry together. No, Gears Gears two and three had really great stories. Like, I actually enjoyed those, and I wasn't totally cringed out by them. This one, I was just like. Oh, oh, oh! Like every time they said something, I was like, yeah, "Why?" No, that was my that was my reaction to Scalebound. Scalebound dialogue. I was like, "Ah, oh, stop talking." Scalebound yeah, gameplay that, that, looked dope, though. Another... Yeah, dude. Holy you shit! Know, <laughs> I think I think I'm the only one in the world that was not that impressed with Scalebound. Really? Well, I, I wasn't either. To like, be well, it's when the... just so he just it's like you drop in. He says a one liner, and then it's like this big thing comes out of the ocean, and it's just you go up and punch it. And then I, the weak point opens up, and then you punch that. Okay, you but again, that's you just described like an air the most. Battle, and then you, you do that. That's again. all the gameplay I saw today of um, the new Zelda was exactly that. You find a big thing, punch the weak point, you're done. It looked that's, awesome. What are you? Did you? They showed there's like ten hours of footage where you're just running around doing different yeah, things. Yeah, like I watched like him fight the. the I watched him fighting the golem, and I was like, I would play the hell out of this. So you watched two minutes. Of a ten-hour presentation, it's true. So you didn't see him picking up apples? No, I saw that, and the eating the steak, and I was like, "This is dumb." Where are the hearts in the tall grass? I want to chop grass and pick chop up guys, down trees and climbing. We're hills. jumping all yeah, over the place. There are no hearts and no jewels. Bring right, it so back to Xbox. Right, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Bring it back, bring it back, back to in. Xbox. Come on, Here, let's argue yeah, yeah. about why yeah. there needs to be more than one model of Xbox. Okay, so yeah, so Gears is well, weird. Like we yeah. Get- Hold on, let's do that at the end. Let's get the games out of the way first. Okay, so yeah, so Gears, I'd give it a. Uh, like it bordering on leave it for me. I'm sure it'll be good, but I think that was that was not a good. I'd give it a borrow. It's it's one of those. If you like Gears, you're gonna like Gears Four. If you never cared about the series, you're still not gonna care. Yeah. Okay. And then other than it looks prettier than it used to. Okay. And then Scalebound, we were getting into Scalebound. I was like that Scalebound co-op though. Oh god. I I was digging it. I was digging it. I don't know why he wasn't in the dragon the whole time. (laughs) Every time he, every time he landed, I'm like, clearly your stupid bow and arrow isn't doing jack shit. He used it so many times. Like, 
I think I think what it is. We're, we're fighting a thousand foot tall monster. Let's use a bow and arrow. It like wasn't even reaching awesome. him for yeah. a while. I could like feel the spirit of a platinum game in there though. I don't know if that demonstration really did it a lot of justice. Um, if that's like I understand that that was like the biggest boss battle in a platinum game ever. But like if they have like you know more grounded bosses and it's like more of like an open world type deal and you can still link up with people like that like i like the idea of multiple person uh like boss battles i think that's that's pretty cool yeah um and everybody's got their own dragon or whatever um i think the regular gameplay might be more exciting than the boss fights i agree i agree and i think just yeah. like seeing seeing that was sort of enough to to get me like okay like i i want to see more gameplay for it this i i I get it. I get why it's cool and right. interesting and stuff. Right. Yeah. See, the Final Fantasy 15 demo had that same problem. That was, was like oh, that was a big horrendous. Monster, but it was like that awful. was such a and the guy what, was the bad. VR the demo? was so bad. That was like that was, was like, that pre-recorded because they said that that guy was or it looked as though that guy was playing on stage, but that was like polygon doom gameplay footage levels of bad gameplay. <laughs> it was like that was horrendous. Like fucking a, dude. Like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I'm that's the thing. You. Like all the other Final Fantasy 15 demos that I've seen come out of E3, the game looks amazing. That's it's what, just that one demo was awful. It was so bad, and they were like, "This is the I feel first like he time." He wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing, like running up the arm or something, or getting real high, or yeah. stabbing him in the eye. He was just like on the ground, getting hit with a big hand. Yeah, no, 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 no. like well, a lot, like I, for I a long it. time. <laughs> yeah. I watched an interview with the devs, and they're like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to attack the random body parts and then get to a safe zone, and you're supposed to tactically go in and attack him and retreat, but the guy wasn't doing that. I don't know. Like That, that, that was, was really weird. That was, like, scrubby gameplay. Yeah, this is, this is not the time for them to be having scrubs showcase their games. Like, they, yeah, they really. need to sell the crap out of FF15, and if this is not the best demo you've ever seen... That translates into dollars lost. You're totally right. You're totally right. What I didn't get was, why was it at the Xbox conference? Well, because it's going to be a multi-platform game, and I know that they were well, making... No, no, I realize that, but the biggest audience is definitely going to be on PlayStation. They didn't, so why? They didn't announce sure any Xbox console exclusives. gave them more money. Yeah, I yeah, mean, probably. That's, that's probably what the deal is, yeah, because they were like, oh, we need, to, we need to pad out our conference a little bit, because we're right. going to not show information about a new console for only about 20 seconds at the end of it. And why the hell was Minecraft there? Who cares? That right, game that is was, so it's old It's still, now. like, wildly the worst segment I think, of that conference. I think every conference had that, that one part that was just like, what, like, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? That The Minecraft bit was 100% the who gives a shit The piece. dialogue for me, talking back and forth. For and me, again, it's always uh, been Peggle. Whenever they announce Peggle or a new Plants vs. Zombies, I'm always like, I don't give a shit. But see, the thing with the, the Minecraft thing is like, it, it did the Bethesda thing where they're like, hey, we've got all this Minecraft information. Again, a game that nobody really gives a shit. I understand that it's got the biggest player base in the fucking world, but like, really? Like, you're going to spend E3 time on this? <laughs> and then try right. to and then try to sell us tickets to Minecon or whatever? Like, get out of here. Like, It was like a 20-minute segment. It was so way too long. Uh, that was such, such a wasted opportunity uh all right so so what other games did we see up and i was like okay you're gonna get down now and it's like Uh, oh you're still going i've been very still going (laughs) i've been looking forward to getting more information on sea of thieves yes oh my god dude yeah so it it had a weird kind of trailer where it was like here's four people who have never played before and we're just going to record them doing their thing. I'll tell you what, it's, that, this is what I was mentioning before where this actually seemed more genuine than the shit that they were pulling with like Wildlands yeah, it, or whatever. 
it was more genuine. It the whole thing kind of felt like a, a highlight clip from like a let's play video. Yeah. But like in between their like weird banter, there was some like you got you got a little bit of like uh, gameplay in there, and from what I saw, I, I liked it. It looks really cool, but what's funny to me, and and I hope that one of you guys is gonna have this reference land, but like it literally looks like the ship version of Guns of Icarus. Mm, it does, right? It does, yeah. Like it, like it looks this, way nicer. This is exactly which is what, great. No, yeah, which is awesome. Like, and it it looks way prettier than Guns of Icarus does. Not no offense against Guns of Icarus, but that's an old game at this point. But like. That's literally what this game is. It's like the let's yeah. maintain and utilize a ship, the game, yep. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I mean, I just love how, you, you know, you each have your roles and you got to, like, put down the sails and repair the shit and someone's got to steer, but they can't really see. So they have to rely on, like, people telling them what to do. And Yeah, I'm actually, like, th- that's a game where after watching that trailer, I was like, yeah, I'm, a hu- I'm yep. 100% getting this. I know I'm going to have a blast probably jerking around with you guys in it like it doesn't yeah. look like a like a full retail price kind of thing like i wouldn't pay 60 dollars for that kind of experience i would probably yeah, we're gonna it, there's got to be more to this otherwise if it's just this that's gonna be pretty shallow yeah. i'm sure it'll be uh, something along the lines of like finding treasure and, and yeah. like upgrading your ship and stuff like it, it i'm almost imagining like and forgive the reference because I know we just bashed on it, but like a, a Minecraft-ish experience where it's like where you go in like a survival world, right? And it's no, no, like no. you go I, I and you explore better... and you find stuff and you build and you want – not like houses or whatever, but like you add on to your ship or whatever and you basically go until right. you can. It's your home. It's your home. Yeah. yeah. I, I think a better comparison is comparing it to uh, – what's the Sony game? The space one. Shit. No Man's Why Sky. am I blanking on? No Man's oh, yeah. Sky. Yeah. It seems more like did No Man's Sky, but the most you actually have PlayStation game of the year. <laughs> yeah, I did somehow. This is more like this feels more social to me. More like focus. Oh yeah, definitely. Combat. But oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like gameplay wise, it's a lot closer to No Man's. Well, what well, little we know of No Man's Sky yeah. than it is Minecraft. I think Minecraft it, is just building. I think it will have some sort of. Exp- yeah, well, obviously, some sort of exploration. I, but I'm hoping that there's like a purpose to like finding yeah, islands I don't, and stuff. I don't feel like this game would is going to be that unpurposed as Minecraft and uh, and uh, No Man's Sky. Yeah. yeah. Well, no like, Man's Sky, you're trying to get to the center of the universe. but Yeah, but I mean, I mean come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very vague. Go that way and see what happens. Alex, right. I fucking love the description. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> like, that, is, that is exactly what everybody's been thinking about. No Man's and Sky. I'm, and don't get me wrong, I'm totally excited for it. Um, and that's enough for me because I love what the game... <laughs> Like, but oh. don't tell me that that's the only direction. And that I'm dying right now. Oh my god! I do. I do want to point out. Um, I don't. I don't know how many like ship like seafaring games you guys have played, but most of the time, even like the good ones, like Black Flag, it's like if your oh. ship takes enough damage, it just goes down, right? Like yeah. it's like your ship has HP, and then once it gets to a certain point, it just frays and like sinks or something. From this, from the Sea of Thieves trailer, it looked like you took like organic damage on the hull. And then it started filling up with water. Yeah. And you have to repair that. Start and if you don't, it just slowly up. sinks, capsizes, and goes down. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen a game like that. Which that, I think, is really cool. Because if you're in, you know, clearly there are, like, PvP environments in the game. I don't know yeah. if it's, like, persistent PvP. Uh, but that that just adds a level of, like, holy shitness to encounters like that. I don't know. Kinda. It makes me really excited for it. I like yeah, that a lot. I, I, I'm not sure that repairing the damage on the inside of the ship is quite as dynamic as it appears when you're taking damage, though. Because it looked like, the oh, go to the wall, there's a hole, patch the hole. 
right in the trailer. So right. I mean, it, taking damage looks fantastic, but I think That's... fixing the ship isn't quite as deep as that. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, it's probably just patching it and then yeah. maybe bailing the water out. But it's a give or play. Uh, uh... I, lo- I love when the ship capsized though and actually flipped over and then sank. That was awesome. Right. Yeah. It, and it's beautiful. The water was like. Yeah, it's got it's got that sort of like cartoony but like clean sort of aesthetic. I I really like that a lot about it. Right. Um, it's got more of a timeless look than photorealistic, which is going to date the game. Yeah. All right. So so what else did we have in there? We had uh, Dead Rising Four, which Looks, yeah d- didn't really see cool. much about it, but it is verified now that there is not a timer in it. Woot woot. Excellent. Well then, what? Finally. No, I need the timer. <laughs> What? No. No, no timer. It's gone. I, I need it. No, fuck the timer. Uh, <laughs> Everybody hated awful. the timer. Okay. So there was that, but we didn't really I see like much. The so, timer. So I, that was fine. I need, I need the timer to direct me, or else I'll just never complete the game. Oh, no. It scares me. Um, you, got, you got your Gwent standalone? Oh, yeah, yeah the standalone Gwent. That's uh, uh, yes. exciting. They spent forever <laughs> Who is that even that? for? Who's me, playing it's Gwent? It's for me. I'm playing Gwent. Gwent it's is, a great game. I love skipping Gwent. Every chance I get, I skip the option to play it. In and you the call yourself a Witcher fan? I think uh. I'm just surprised by how like I'm surprised by why that game would take so long to to be released. I mean, maybe I've got a, a weird understanding of it, but like the game already exists in in Witcher, doesn't it? Right, I but mean, they're making a they're making it like they're putting in a campaign. Like it's not just a thing that yeah. generates lobbies for you to gwent at other people. Like it's got. Oh, a, then I had a very serious misunderstanding of it because like that's exactly they, what I thought it was. There's a game. No, they there. kind of redid everything. Like they did all new artwork. They're rebalancing it. They're adding new cards and factions. And well, that's cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I know I'm. And gonna they play didn't it. start making it until after The Witcher Three came out. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'm cautiously optimistic. If it's like a really like streamlined mobile experience, I would play that as much as I like to play Hearthstone when I'm standing in line for anything. Yeah, right. I love <laughs> Hearthstone. I love um, it. You know what's weird? Um, something else at this conference that even Microsoft didn't call out. Uh, they announced it during so what's it, the, uh, the Gears of War thing. Uh, the Xbox Play Anywhere feature is actually pretty cool like that's the uh if you buy it on xbox you have a copy on pc and they can cross play and all your progress gets saved and stuff you have two digital copies of the same game i think conceptually this is a very cool and interesting idea i'm skeptical though because most of the games i'm not saying all but most of the games that have had this cross compatibility already from what i understand have been a nightmare on windows 10 uh alex remember when uh quantum break came out and the xbox one version ran awesome and everyone was thought the fucking world was burning down with the windows 10 version i don't i don't want that to be the case always but right i think the the reference that they made when they were announcing it that was hilarious where they're like oh just save it on your xbox and then when you get to where you're going just open it on your pc like like what i'm gonna just fucking play (laughs) gears of war 4 at work like (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean that's the thing is like your console's at home your gaming pc's at home why would you switch between them? Because yeah. you're a bad employee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm looking through the rest of the State of Decay 2. Yeah, State, State of Decay 2. I loved State of Decay 1. I played the crap out of it. I tweeted back and forth with Undead Labs. Uh, I was so excited for this to come out remastered on Xbox One. 
And I know Potts' main gripe was that they said, sure, we'll have multiplayer, and then they didn't have multiplayer, and the game really lent itself well to their being multiplayer. Like, it, that was all it was missing. And now they've confirmed State of Decay 2 will have four-player co-op. So, like, I have no reservations. Like, there's nothing that will stop me from buying this game. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't the coolest zombie game that I saw. Uh, so, hey, Ben, how about uh, you shut up? <laughs> It looks cool. I, I mean, I own a copy of it on PC. Never, Shame on you. Never played Shame it. Shame on you. It is a fantastic game. Yeah. Uh, Didn't really do it for me. It honestly. does so much with so little. Like, it was an arcade game. It was Xbox Arcade, and it was great. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not robbing people of it. I think it looks, it looks cool, and I'm stoked that, you know, people that like the first one have a new one to play. Like, that's awesome. Uh, I guess I could say the same for <laughs> for Halo Wars Two. I did not play Halo Wars One, but you know, cool. I'm, I'm glad that people liked who liked Halo Wars had a new one to people. Fuck people are definitely wasn't a that fan. another trailer that they didn't show any gameplay? Yeah, well, they, people uh, are definitely uh, a, a fan yeah, of they, including they're... the original game in a definitive oh, wait, edition no, yeah, of the was. newest game. So just like Dishonored, Halo Wars Two, if you pre-order the definitive edition, you can get a chance to play the first one, which was a great game. There was a lot of that, that like pre-ordering yeah. gets oh you gosh. the last game. Fractured but whole, Dishonored, Halo I, Wars 2. It's like they really want you to be invested in the world building that they've done. They don't want you to just jump in anywhere. Yeah. The pre-order stuff yeah. was killing me. I think Ubisoft was the worst offender of like, pre-order all of our stuff now. I mean, Xbox had it a little bit, but I definitely think Ubisoft the, was the worst. There's a lot of good things to pre-order, man. I guess so. Um, I want that Horizon statue. I want the Dishonored mask. I want it all. So before we I want the Titanfall 2 helmet. Holy Oh crap, shit, how do we not talk about that? You can wear it. What? Yeah. You can wear it. Oh, oh I'm buying that. Oh. Oh my gosh. So before um, we uh before we wrap up Microsoft, we need to hit all of the And then make your own controller and play with it. All of the tech stuff. So yeah, they have these new sweet controllers that everyone should buy and make with TZR colors because clearly yes. light blue, white, and black are the best colors to make anything oh, of. I, I totally That's want a TZR controller and then I'll stencil on our logo. Bro, it's happening. So, yes. I am fucking buying those like this second it's available. And they're the improved Bluetooth-enabled S controllers with the textured back. So I Copying guess Copying PlayStation. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's cool that they're packaging new controllers with the new console. Obviously, the One S is something that I'm interested in because I like having new things. Uh, but like, yeah, all right. So here we go. Yeah, <laughs> Alex, you you can start this off because I feel like you have the most uh, pronounced opinions about this. <clears throat> Hold on, dum, da, dum, before dum, it dum, starts, dum, just dum, before dum, it dum, starts, because okay, I know Alex right. is going to lay into some some heavily researched quotes prepare for knowledge to be dropped just in today it's already been established that the scorpio is for 4k gaming like the scorpio xbox is for vr centric people who have the kind of burnable income to invest in high-end 4k tvs that's what the scorpio is for that's why no one needs it hang on let's well i guess i don't need anything then yeah well no no Um, (laughs) go ahead go ahead uh, so let's start let's just start with what they started their conference with, which is the Xbox One Slim, which is a basically the, the exact same console as the Xbox One. Way, just way sexier smaller, looking. A much more way attractive sexier. Console. Yes. Yeah. No but connect, like, which is it, also it, sexy. It, it, it's insides uh, pretty much identical. Like you're, It has a, a bigger hard drive. I mean, bigger CPU. Output in 4K. 
Um, See, that's that's where the messaging power. was confusing because yeah. they were saying that the new slim version was the 4K one, and then the Scorpio was like this super awesome mega machine that everyone needed to buy. Yeah, so, it is. So, I mean, it the, works the one, on a 4K TV. I think that's what the, they're Yeah, they will all work with 4K TVs, but they've established right. that while that is the case, if you aren't using a 4K TV, you're not using the Scorpio right. So, so the that, One hang S on, hang on, hang is on. the There's one a, you there, want that, for the mainstream I, no, consumer. That is false. That is false. I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> sorry to say that. But hey, you, I didn't say it. Uh, I didn't say it. No, okay, no, well, no one said whoever, that. No whoever one. created this thought process is 100% wrong. Oh, I'll find that shit. I'll copy-paste you. The Scorpio... Okay, so... so There's uh, a ton of misinformation out there. Yeah, so Alex, I think you nailed the Xbox One S. It is the exact well, same console. We skipped maybe, over a ton of important details for that thing. Maybe a bigger hard drive... A sexier-looking console. It's nice-looking. If, if you don't console. have an Xbox right now, the One S, yeah, the One S is the same console. No, the One S does have an improved CPU. It's supposed to Integrated maintain a better frame rate over time. So you're no, not going to no, no, see no, no, any no, no. unsmooth okay, textures. Like it's going it. to be. Great. I was going to say that sounds like Scorpio stuff. I'm reading the <laughs> quote off it right now. The Xbox One S. Uh, which leads a little bit before the show, is 40% smaller with an integrated power supply, HDR gaming, 4K video, Blu-ray, and a new controller, as well as a 2 gigabyte or two terabyte hard drive available. So it's accessible to all of these things, which is exactly why the Scorpio information is wrong, right? So technically it's the same console, but there are what I would consider conveniences made. because, Like it's not going to have the huge power brick that the current it's Xbox One just like one the other has. Slims that they made. Yeah. yeah, it's like when they added an HDMI port to the back. So now uh. the Scorpio... Like so, the yes. Scorpio was announced at the end of the conference. They didn't show us what it is, but they basically had this montage of developers being like, "More power equals better games." Raw and six teraflops. Keep in mind that the Slim is coming out this August. Yeah. Yeah. So the Scorpio, we don't know a price yet. We don't know what it is, but what we have Probably learned is that lot. it can process six teraflops worth of data. Does anybody know what that means? Because I have no fucking clue. Mm. But I it, know how much the that, Xbox that's a very has. large number of. Floppy. Xbox uh, One, the uh, current one, has calculations one point one three. Okay, so so this is so the, what I've come to understand is that this is going to be a stupidly like stupidly stupidly powerful console, like probably rivaling, if not seceding, most high end like top tier gaming PCs right now. Like this thing's fucking crazy, like. I'm sure if you tried to build something against the specs that they uh, gave you, you're spending well over $1,000 to make something like this. Well, then that Scorpio is going to cost that much. That's what I'm assuming. I'm so, thinking 600 so No, it's not. I'm, I believe they're, they created this console again so that they can make all these sort of crazy things. But specifically, and I think this is what Alex was going to say, is that it's built to support VR, which uh, the current Xbox does not do. Um, right. HoloLens. So now we know that they happen. have a, a pseudo sort of talking partnership with uh, uh, Oculus, kind of, sort of. Yeah, the now, controllers, right? we know the kind of specs that Oculus requires in order to run, which, frankly, is fucking ridiculous. You're talking a $1,200 graphics card in order to run this thing, right? So the Scorpio, just from the vagueness that they've told us, is going to be fucking ridiculous. It's it's interesting to me that they would announce both of these things at the same time, and I think I think the reason why they decided to launch the One S while announcing the Scorpio isn't be- because they want to be clear that these things aren't supposed to compete with one another. That you know, by creating this newer version of the Xbox One and the Xbox One S, uh, it's 
they are supporting that platform and be, and dedicating themselves to that platform for a longer period of time. But I think they're they're kind of leaning towards this more luxury, more you know, like you said, displaying in 4K constantly, having VR support, sort of console. Um, People with money to burn. I, see, I, I feel like they kind of messed up. Like, yeah, they did. You, like it, that developer video that they were talking about. Sorry, Alex. Just no. Go ahead. I'll be done in a second. So the way that they were talking, the developers in that video, they were saying, oh, well, we can do so much more in our games. And, like, they were literally going to change the develop- the way they develop for the Scorpio as compared to the normal Xbox One. And I was like, okay, so are you abandoning the old system? And then they're like, no, but it does the same thing. It, they, it plays on all three systems. And I was like, then why the fuck are you talking about the new thing? Like, it does something so much better. All you're going to do is do VR... And make it look pretty. That, no, that's not dude, changing. It's a anything. brand new system, so any kind of upgrade you're going to get on any kind of new generation console, that's what you're getting on the Scorpio. Um, just like a higher NPC and a lower NPC, like you get that graphical it, difference. Yeah, you're if, gonna get an upgrade. If I were to, if I'm going to, yes, but okay, hang on, hang on. Systems that you can sit and fiddle around with but, to make it work. But so here's the thing: I'm gonna, I'm gonna theorycraft on on the Scorpio real quick. So the whole conference, they were doing this whole, you know basically like mirror imaging the the pc versions of games with xbox right so every xbox game that you buy is going to be able to play on windows 10 etc etc all of the windows 10 versions of games like that have the options for graphic settings and and putting shit on ultra and all this sort of stuff i'm imagining that the the scorpio when it launches not only will have you know oculus support and all this other bullshit but most likely, if there's these parable versions of games, we'll be running the PC iteration of them to be able to run them on ultra settings with uncapped frame rates and all this bullshit because it's available to them. But again, you know, since those games are going to be mirrored on both consoles, it doesn't mean that anything will not be able to play on the on Scorpio or whatever, but rather there there will be a version that is I'm assuming modifiable on that console. Does that make sense? Yeah, that is, makes is that, a, is that a crazy that, thing? That makes a frightening. I think that's amount exactly of sense. what their plan is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but the way they were, talking, they were saying that you could take the disc out of your Xbox One, your old one, put it in the new Scorpio, and it would run and look better. I, and and, and that's that. well. Here's the thing. If that's, that's probably the, what it is. If that's the case. I bet you you'll put the disc in and it'll prompt the download for the PC version of it, proving that you own this thing, and then doing that. Again, I have no fucking clue. We, nobody knows anything yeah, about this Yeah, we're not going to see this yeah. thing for like two years. Yeah, but I'm assuming that something like that is going to be the case. And, and frankly, that's a smart way to create a quote-unquote more powerful console without excluding the current audience because, again, the games are going to be available on both. But, you know, this one is clearly like the luxury item or whatever. I think what's it's mo- like the, it, it's like the Xbox Elite controller. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think what's most interesting about this is, um, uh, again, I've heard through the rumor mill that the the information about the Scorpio leaked a little early, and I think that's why PlayStation started backpedaling on the 4K because I think PlayStation had an idea of what Neo or 4K was going to be, and then when they saw what Xbox was coming out with. I don't think their their specs for PS4K were anywhere close to comparable to mm-hmm. what the Scorpio is going to do because I, you know it's six teraflops or so fucking crazy or whatever you know what I mean. This I, you know what I think are we saying in sense. references to announcements at E3 though? What? What? <laughs> okay. Say, what? Are, that okay? So 
Sony backpedaling on the PS4 Neo. Yeah. Are you saying that they didn't show the Neo at E3 because of the specs from the X? Yeah, I, 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 think, I, I sure. think that's fair because that that is not true. Because they, I read uh, an interview and they said, yeah, we've had the content locked for our E3 presentation for like. I also oh, no, think I'm, that's I'm, a I'm crock sh- of shit. I'm sure that that's the case, but dude, you don't think there's fucking like industry people that just find oh, this no, kind no, of I stuff out? That I taking the Neo I and they're going. Uh... No, no, I guarantee they had the Neo and they they've got this plan for it. And then one of their dudes ran in with a clipboard and was like, "Oh, guys, you got to see the shit that I got on the Scorpio right now." And they were like, "Hmm, back to the drawing board on the PS4K." Well, they, they, they had said like. A week or two before that, they weren't going to show the Neo. At yeah, the, yeah, they did and say no they new hardware. Probably showed it like TGS. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I mean, uh, from now to TGS, they gotta like make double sense. down. But yeah. I'm I'm convinced that PlayStation does this on purpose. Like almost every time that they're gonna have something that comes out, and Microsoft's gonna have something that comes out, they always go second. Mm-hmm. And then they just so happen to be kind of like these saviors every time they come out with this messaging that like. I don't think under- that's going to happen this time. I think this was like a real I, gracious move by Xbox. I think Xbox but, was like, "Hey, we know in this generation we didn't make the superior console. Like we did not make the more powerful console. Here's another go at it. Here's what we're aiming for." And I don't think Sony was prepared for that. I think well, Sony announced first. Like the rumors were out first that PlayStation was working on a next generation console. Yeah, and if I'm going to put my conspiracy hat on, it's like they put all these all these rumors are out there that there's this new console coming out and that it's going to be there at E3 and it's going to be huge and it's going to be this PlayStation 4.5 thing, and then Xbox shows up with their and just whatever puts their on. dick on the and table. All of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, Sony backs off and lets Xbox do all of their kind of like testing testing the waters with this new console and get their messaging all aligned it's like that old it's the old rope come out perfect in like yeah. a couple months with a brand new console slightly better than the xbox yeah i mean well mm. see the thing is is like i i sort of understand like where that that thought process would come from because there's a little more reactionary than that well, but yeah well i i i could see how that would be the case but i mean i, I and i think this is a good segue i think after Xbox's conference, you know, I sat back and thought, man, you know, Sony's got their work cut out for them here. You know, they have a lot to compete with. Like, I think Xbox had a great show. They've got this new console on the way. Like, there was there was serious announcements made at their thing. And since we all knew that PS4K was going to be, like, in, you know, coming up in some sort of relative, like, you know, relative way, that how are they going to compete with this thing where, you know, Xbox clearly is supporting both consoles, clearly has an idea and a trajectory for this new one, and then Sony's got to basically deliver the same messaging, the same kind of messaging, and try to sell people on the fact, you know, that it's better and that they're still supporting their consoles, right? So when when I go into that, I'm like, man, this conference, whatever they do, is going to be hard. It's going to be hard to top Microsoft. And lo and behold... PlayStation fucking killed it at their conference, and it had nothing to do with consoles whatsoever. They didn't even need to mention it. Like, they, there was a moment that they were like, you know, we already we know we already know we have a good console, and we're gonna you know support it by you know providing really great games, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like, holy fuck, did they kill yeah. it with their conference? Oh my god! Like, yeah, they got they dunked on Microsoft so hard. Was that a decent segue? I think I'm yeah, no, that was that bit. was an yeah. excellent segue. That was <laughs> okay. a, that was an A one segue right yes. there. Yes, yes, Very yes. Very nice. So, what did you guys like about it? What was your like? Like about what? what? Big the PlayStation it? conference? Because I loved how. I was, oh. I was looking back and I just. I don't know. There weren't too many, like, 
it was better than Microsoft's, but there weren't too many like killers for me. Okay, I'll I'll start out just to to kind of like set the pace, right? Gears of War. I think the first thing that PlayStation did Gears correctly, and this isn't even a certain game announcement. It's just the fact that they uh, they didn't they said the most by saying the least. If that makes sense, they yeah. th- like the dude Jack Tr- or not Jack Trent, whatever the fuck the guy's name is. He basically came up and said, "Hey, we've got a great show for you. Be excited." enjoy the show and like walks off and it's just trailer after trailer after trailer and everybody knows that the worst part of any conference is when they come out and they talk about fucking numbers and they <laughs> and they interview a developer yeah. or whatever the fuck nobody gives a shit or about that Pele. yeah like we want to be surprised uh. we want to see something cool you know and playstation was just like listen we're not even we're not even going to let our own like position in the industry or egos or whatever get in the way of of this awesome message we want to deliver to you it was a weirdly like super like like it, i don't think it was smug i think it was them just being like we know exactly what you want and we got that we got what you need yeah we we got it we no. and we're gonna give it to you and, and then and oh. they were then they dropped the mic like the entire show yeah. was one awesome mic drop so right off the bat first thing out of the gate is god of war which i think was very it, it was beautiful, first of all. Holy shit, did it look nice. Uh, but I think it was really sort of, like, polarizing and a little jarring to notice that it wasn't a isometric action game, but instead so, but instead a third-person right. Tomb Raider-ish kind so, of deal. Right. So this is the weirdest thing to me, and I, I totally get why, like, hardcore God of, fan, God, God of Fans, God of War fans might be, like, a little, like, weird, wary about this. Like that did not look like a God of War game. Not even it close. Like a good game, but it's it was like it was Last of Us with Kratos. Oh yeah, no, it it was Tomb Raider tracking plus twenty five. Yeah, knowledge. what right. the fuck? And like, it looked cool, but that is not what God of War was. But here's the thing. And so it's yeah. No, I think that's ahead, cool with it. I think that's the cool part though that they they no, made it, they took their character and like made him more dynamic. Like he's not just like relegated to greek gods and right. hack and slash like and you he can do both it's also, it's also i think that was the main message Callum. i think you make a really good point where that was the main message that they were trying to deliver with this especially with the focus on his like son or whatever mm-hmm. because i mean if you think about the old god of war games and this is why i think people are fine with this change right so god of war one two and three i didn't play ascension or ghost of whatever and whatever the fuck ghost of sparta and chains of olympus sure fuck those games one two and three right? <laughs> hey the psp games were awesome but it doesn't you, matter. you can die on that cross ben that's fine so so i mean i don't even like god of War. listen okay god of war one two and three right these were spectacle games they were not games that had a good story they were not games that had good characters this was just a game that's like whoa blood gore action crazy shit going on on screen wow you know it's just that kind of like wow factor right but now i think they're taking the idea of kratos which fundamentally the idea of him is very cool but was never represented as a as a cohesive or interesting character in any of his games and i think they're they're humanizing him a lot and they're putting him in this role that's going to demand some some real like character building from him and i think that's what i appreciate the most about it that on top of the fact that it's a fucking beautiful game i I would have a theory on kratos but go ahead no go ahead so or ben or whoever alex go first and then i'll just tell you my theory about the character Mm -hmm. i i was just gonna say like scribble like i agree like 
it's like those games were just like flashy and action and like kind of shallow, you know, just yeah, for fun. Yeah, 100%. But those games are massively popular. And there's a re- like people like that. They go to God of War because they like that flashiness, that over the top, you're ripping a god out of the skies kind of thing. I, and that's I would... why people played God of War and to see them just change that formula. It could be good, but it's risky to me. I think it was universally loved, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand the perspective that you're coming from, but, like, I mean, you would think the day afterwards we'd see some kind of, like, they fucked up my formula of game or whatever, but no. There, I think there's been nothing but universal love for this idea because I think people are over that. You know what yeah. I mean? They had it right. and they loved it, but I think they're over it now and they're ready and, for something. And like if, if there was some even, real, like, yeah. if people were really upset with this change, I'm sure by now we'd see, like, a petition like make Kratos great again. Yeah, five thousand I mean, signatures. This is just what comes to mind, really. Like, I'm not even a God of War fan, so this is actually like perfect for me. You know, like changing the formula of a game that I didn't play. Yeah, totally. It's more inclusive. Looks, it's something that looks good. It does look good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, but I'm, I'm just. I guess I'm just a little cautious about it because. Uh, I just, think it's, it's a, a good, very move. big I th- change. I think it's more inclusive. I think they've included new people in their audience by making it uh, familiar to people who have played Tomb Raider and to people who've even just sort of like vaguely understand what god of war is yeah i mean i think this is exactly why it's called god of war and not god of war colon something or god of war 4 like i think they're very acutely aware that this is like this is a a reboot to the series i mean frankly like there's probably developers who worked on god of war 1 2 and and 3 and whatever the fuck the other ones were and are probably like not I, I don't want to use the term embarrassed, but they probably wouldn't want to make another game like that because that's just not the market that we're in anymore. I can't think of one yeah. game that's like that, that that has any sort of relative air of seriousness well, about it at all. Bayonetta. Well, again, Bayonetta is very gamey. It does that on purpose. It lavishes the fact that it's this sort of over-the-top craziness and it makes fun of itself through the whole game. God of War 1 and 2 are dead serious and <laughs> uh, like they're fucking wacky and out of, out of control, but they don't they don't <sighs> laugh at themselves. They, it, they're just crazy for the sake of being crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm last, trying to think of a last good example. Of a great era, though. You don't Dark see any Siders? more video games with uh, boning mini games. Yeah. I yeah. mean, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was the best of times. But, Ben, let's hear your theory on Kratos the character. Okay. So, if you watch the trailer, uh, you know, Kratos, uh, his little, he's got the Omega symbol on his back holding his axe. And they had the whole Spartan Rage thing. And I think what they're doing is, is this isn't like a hard reboot of the series. I think this is like flash forward. Uh, Kratos has been like beaten down to the point where he just can't exist the way he did anymore. So now he's up north and he started a family and he's trying to start over, but he's still, you know, broken. And I think that they're actually going to continue it as a continuation of the story just as Kratos has changed significantly and I think that because he's no longer a god he can't do uh, like the ridiculous arcadey combat of those games and that's why it's a lot slower and that's why it's a lot more dynamic and that's why also why his kid you know shoots lightning because isn't Kratos like one of Zeus's bastard sons or something like that it makes sense in the story, I guess, to say that like he has to tone down the combat because he's not who he used to be. I, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think I think that's a cool uh, a cool theory for it. Um, and, and that's the thing is like they're they're just it's just it's too many nods back to the original trilogy to say that there's 
absolutely no connection whatsoever. Oh, and no, I think I read connects. somewhere that yeah. there is a like it's the same Kratos just further I think, on. I think we should theory craft when we have more information because I want to talk about how good Horizon looked. Oh my god, yes. Let's talk about oh, Horizon yes. for a second. Horizon yes. looks oh. so good. I mean, definitely oh. I, I think I can confidently say that was like my favorite game of show, period. Like Holy shit. I mean, even because, even though we knew about it beforehand, even though we've seen gameplay about it beforehand, now, like, understanding the mechanics and the systems and, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's conversation trees and you're crafting arrows and stuff. Traps and, and most hunting of the time, that's and stalking. Stuff that I'm, I'm not interested in, but it basically fleshed its out, it, itself out to be a, a Witcher or a Mass Effect-style game, which is yeah. fucking crazy to me. Uh and all of the animations. You can hack so animals. It's awesome. Yeah, you can hack yeah, animals. It, you got like robot gazelle. It's just very, <laughs> very interesting. And I know, uh, like Ben was talking in our chat earlier about how it it has this very interesting visual style. You know, it's, well, that's the this, thing. It's uh, it's the visual style that um, I immediately go, oh, those are Hellgast. Well, and then I remember, like, no, it's just it's it's the same people, well, I think but it's, like it's the, not Hellgast. The the you know, the difference in like the technology against. Uh, you know, like foresty, grassy stuff is just awesome. Like it's it's very unnatural. It doesn't seem like it's supposed to be like that. And I think because of that, it makes it even more interesting. And if we're going to think about it from a story perspective, I think that makes it even more interesting because it's like, well, how did it get like this? You know what I mean? The whole right. point of it is like her, uh, this girl Aloy is trying to figure out you know the past or where the machines came from or whatever. And I think learning that story and and seeing how like. Where did these machines come from? How how are people maintaining them? Who's creating them? You did, know what I mean? Did you see the story trailer? Yes. The one that came out before E3? Yes. They kind of imply that Eloy, the the main girl in this uh, game, came from outside of the village. And that's why she's kind of an outsider. And she's trying to figure out what happened on Earth and where she came from and how she connects to this world and the past. And I think that's the main drive. Yeah, in the game. and it and it all looks fantastic, and I cannot wait to play it. Oh my gosh! And what I find like most fascinating about the game is like these people are very primitive. They live in wood huts. They go hunting, but they clearly have some kind of understanding of technology. Like when she's scanning all these things, yeah, I mean, she, like, she's using have... something to find their weaknesses and stuff. And then the crafting and building stuff—they're yeah. using tools that don't fit in a primitive tribal society. I think it's awesome. Resident yeah. Evil Seven. <laughs> okay. It needs to be discussed. Wait, Alex, did you have anything on Horizon? And it, you didn't have a chance to chat about it yet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely what like my top three, top two of uh, of the games I saw at E3, and it it's a I mean it's, a, it's just incredible looking. It actually kind of has an odd style to it that kind of reminds me of how they're doing the the new Zelda game kind I'm, of that. I'm like, really happy they weren't like also we included VR somehow. Yeah. Like I'm glad they let that one go for Horizon. But this well, is this Well, that's cuz Gorilla Cambridge really is doing rigs, so they don't Gorilla doesn't need to do any VR stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cuz their other sister studios got yeah, them. There's definitely no point to shoot shoehorn that in there. Yeah. Mm, tell so that s- to Square Enix. Yeah, so speaking of VR, they had Tell that to Nintendo. <laughs> they had quite a big uh a quite a big showing for VR stuff. Uh the first thing that we got treated to was the totally shocking and amazing reveal for Resident Evil 7. Um very that interesting. That demo is tra- terrifying. <laughs> very interesting trailer. The the 
so I actually played the kitchen at PAX Prime last year, and by no means did I have any inclination that it was a Resident Evil game. I know they were very weird about showing like where it came from and who was behind it or whatever, uh, but that was super cool. I mean, just the reveal of it, like knowing that Resident. See, for me, it's more that knowing a Resident Evil Seven exists and is on the way and is like a real tangible thing is awesome. Um, the game itself, I've, I've got some weird issues with, like. First, the fact that it's clearly, clearly designed for VR. I mean, the demo is out now, and even when you play it, it's very obvious that this is a game with VR in mind from start to finish. That being said, I'm I'm sure those who are interested in VR are totally stoked about that, like having a full real game that, that accompanies that. But for me, it's like I can't imagine wanting to play a game that's going to be multiple hours in length, you know, and, and being stuck inside VR. Like that's just, it seems like an uncomfortable experience for me. And also the transition of Resident Evil into first person is pretty jarring, like... Mm. You know, this is a game that's, or this is a series that's sort of hinged on its characters, you know, and, and knowing them and seeing them and, and taking hold of who those characters are. And being behind the eyes of one of them just seems awkward to me. I don't know. Yeah, I need I would like I to need point out Jill. that the demo. I need Jill and Chris. That's all I need. Like, you make the <laughs> game as gonna... scary or as action as you want, but I need to see Star's characters and I need to see Umbrella characters. Yeah. Umbrella's in the game, but I don't think we're going to see any mainline Resident Evil characters. And I'd also like to point out the demo is not in Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, it's well, like a no, I mean it's it's a it's a proof of concept. It's a it's a promise of the intention of Resident Evil Seven, but still the idea that it would be in first person is weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not so much that like the demo itself was was not interesting. It's a fun thing to play. It's clearly trying to bank on that PT, you know, love Which that... disappoints me. Yeah. Cuz I mean I mean like PT was cool, but you know, let's leave it at PT. Yeah. I mean, but a game like, you know, like this it's just it's strange for me. As a very long-term Resident Evil fan, like this is a very strange transition. Of course I'm excited for it because I'm I'm down to play Resident Evil anything, but Resident Evil has done first person in the past and it doesn't work. Mm, Resident I'm Evil hoping... Which one was that? That was Survivor. Survivor, yeah. Survivor yeah, and Dead Light Gun 2 game. and 3. Yikes. Oh, um so bad. Yeah, so, anyway, <laughs> sorry for the offshoot. Yeah, I, I got nothing on this. Yeah, outside of, uh, or on top of VR, we saw uh, Farpoint, which also looks like a legit real game for VR. Um, if, if you I watched... Yeah, if you didn't know any better, it looks like Mass Effect on first glance. Hmm. I, I watched a demo for it, and it actually does look really, really cool. I mean, it's very, very shooter-ish, but it's still cool. Yeah, so there there was that, and then there was a, a just a few like experiences, like the Battlefront experience, like Ben was mentioning earlier, which is basically like an X-wing simulator kind of deal, which is cool. It didn't really show anything. Just they, like, they didn't show anything. A cockpit. I think being in a cockpit was... and seeing X-wings fly around you is going to be cool, though. I mean, we know that Battlefront. Oh, sort it's of... going to be cool, absolutely. Yeah, I think Battlefront sort of lives and dies on the fact that it feels like a Star Wars game and sounds like a Star Wars game, and I think VR is right. just going to bring that to a head, you know. Hmm. Um, and then they had that very strange and short trailer for Batman Arkham VR, which what the fuck? <laughs> From what I understand, I, I don't. I don't amazing. think they really have any games to or gameplay to show. Yeah, it's it's all like piecing together crime scenes and and like living out a more the the detective aspect. Like you forget that Batman's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. Yeah, like he doesn't just punch stuff. He's also so an yeah, amazing detective. Downplayed. So the whole point this... of the VR thing is that like 
you live the life of the greatest detective. Totally. The story of the game is that you're following around this uh, serial killer, and you're trying to figure out who it is before he kills his next victim. Well, that's Nightwing. what the game is. That's the that's the the demo they're currently showing is uh, Nightwing's dead. So you're trying to solve Nightwing's murder. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sucks. <laughs> so so Alex, as uh, as a pre-orderer of vr did these things interest you are you are you on board with vr stuff from what you saw at e3 uh yeah um i like that they're all different like looks like they're taking chances um the final fantasy one look like complete garbage but a lot of them are like they seem interesting like they're actually trying to do new things like that that eagle flight game that was microsoft i think um ubisoft I'm following PlayStation for this. Like, as long as I'm playing PSVR stuff, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Anything else, I'm I, not interested. Yeah. Like, I don't want to pick up an Oculus. I don't want an uh, HTC I assume, one. I, I kind of assume everything is going to be everything, but mm. at some point. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if the Battlefront VR experience comes through and it's like a fun like shooter in space, like absolutely, I'm I'm totally in. But I all I'm always wary when games are called something something VR. You yeah. know, I'd rather it just be called like like, Jura- like Jurassic Park: The Ride. Not as good <laughs> as Jurassic Park. <laughs> just give me, give me a game that's a game, not a game that's a, like a tech uh, demo. Experience. You know, a it, tech it demo. just comes across that's what it sounds like when you tag yes. VR on it. It sounds Farpoint like it's a demo. It's a good one then for you. Yeah, Farpoint. That's, that, that, that's not like Farpoint VR. It's just Farpoint. This is the game, and it's a VR game. This does so. say Farpoint VR trailer, but. Is that not the title? It's just, no, I'm it's, pretty sure it's just, just called Farpoint. Farpoint, yeah. Did I miss this, or did I see this and I'm not remembering? It's the one that's, like, on, like, Mars, and he's got a gun. It's it's on an alien planet, and they're trying Why? to get energy for, you know, our planet that's dying, and he gets trapped there. And it's kind of a survival, not really horror game, but just a survival shooter. Is it played with a controller? Yeah, I believe. Oh so. no, 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 no! You can use. Uh, the they things. unveiled this move. Oh, the move gun controller. Yeah. Oh, I somehow missed this. Com- this, uh, this one. But uh, you. thank you. It, it was very short in the conference, and I found out more watching a a demo and then hearing the yeah. dev talk about it afterwards. Yeah, the move so. the move gun does not look very uh, interesting or necessary yeah, the it's vr just, gun yeah like it, it it's just the old playstation i wand on the end of a plastic gun it, it looks sure it looks they, very functional but not very cool i'm pretty sure they <laughs> launched that exact same thing with killzone 3 they back did. in the day yeah. they did yeah and socom yeah, yeah. oh god all right so bad. let's let's keep trucking through the conference and we're resistance. already we're already way over on time but yeah. let's, let's wrap this yeah, one but up that's to be expected with e3 oh well, yeah for sure <laughs> Um, so next we had Kojima's uh, trailer and, and ridiculous uh, ridiculous walk-in, which is yep. like a fucking pro wrestler. I, I thought his he earned that. He earned his the walk-in crap was better. Was better than the actual reveal. Yeah, it, like the game. It was not. There was nothing to that. I mean, it was it was Norman Reedus, which is cool. It's Norman Reedus' butt, and there's a baby and dead stuff. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what it is. I, I don't think we were. <laughs> I, I mean, realistically, we can't. We can't judge what it is by what we saw. I mean, this 
He yeah. just made this deal with PlayStation like less than six months ago. You know what I mean? So it's and been, he was shopping super for a busy. game engine less than two months. Like ago, I'm frankly so. blown away that they had anything together for this conference, let alone a full like like a trailer. So not seeing I mean, gameplay or anything. They, barely, they 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 hire Norman Reedus. They put him in a mocap suit. They hire a dead baby. Put it in a mocap suit. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you have. Uh, you know, you have a video game. Yeah, well, hey, I mean, the, baby, could you twitch a certain way? The yeah. texture, uh, no, the textures, yeah, and the model—it looks exactly like uh, everything we've seen of the uh, their new logo. Yeah, like I, every everything they've shown of Ludens, like in the suit, like it it looks exactly the same engine was used to recreate Norman Reedus and the dead baby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, my guess is, which may or not Reedus actually be dead. Luden. I mean, so here's the thing, like that. I, I think we need to take that whole trailer with a grain of salt. They they did that just for the sake of like needing to do it. Like they they created this partnership with Kojima. Everybody's been waiting for something for Kojima forever, so it was going to be a huge like mic drop when that happened. Anyway, realistically, we're probably not going to see this game until like 2018, 2019, If I'm we being gonna, real, Norman Reedus probably won't even be in it at that point. <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's it's going to change shape or form, but it's cool. The that, baby's going to grow up and yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, they're going to age him out. The by the time no, that's the deal. By the time the game out. comes out, the baby grows up into their love. Logo. Yeah, so that, like that was it's cool that they had it, but you know, we the, it's yeah, really not right. much that we get. It was like there. it was very necessary for them to make his presence known and and let everyone know that like everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. Um, and then okay, so shortly after that, we have I believe two more reveals. One of them was the new Spider-Man game. Yep. Uh, which looks cool. Which looks, which looks rad. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, t- all, I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm very yeah. on board for that. Like. I can't even remember the last time I played one of them. I think it was like Spider-Man and 2 it's on PS2. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. I mean, you know, you, you yeah, figure I, I, they're going to apply a lot of what they learned from Sunset Overdrive into a game say, like Sunset this. Overdrive, yes. they proved that they could do level traversal really well. Yeah, So definitely. it makes sense. That's I, what he's all about. He's all about slick so traversal. Yeah, so I, th- I think that's something to be really excited about. Whoop. Um, and then the last bit was Days Gone also known as World War Z Simulator. I think that looks great. I think Days Gone looks like a really awesome concept because it's yeah. like less about you fighting zombies and more about like you don't fight these. Like you you only run. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that a lot of that gameplay session was like contrived because like 90% of the time when he was shooting those zombies, nothing was happening. Like yeah. if anybody was playing that same game, they'd just be running. You know what I mean? Uh, but I mean, it looked really cool. It looks like an awesome idea for a game um it's zombies again you know we saw fucking like 20 other zombie games during E3 so far but and we finally know what sony bend is doing yeah but like I mean, they've been quiet for years it's it's just cool to uh to see something in motion i mean i i was i was down for it like when i saw it i was like okay this is like a, a type of zombie game that we haven't really seen they're not slow shambly ones it's like you know this is like what day of the dead or Dawn of the Dead did for zombie movies, you know? Yeah, it's very 28 Days Later, but I think I'm more invested in, like, the story. Like, I like to see... Because it's not like, oh, a dad saving a daughter. No, it's like, these are, like, some rough dudes Just, who like, bikers. were <laughs> rough before, and now they're, like, rough still, and now they have to contend with the fact that, like, walls of meat come at them. Yeah, I mean, it's a really interesting concept. Like, you know, biker gangs, like, create these sort of, like, little families amongst themselves, and now it's, like, seeing how that bond can, like, resonate in a time of apocalypse you like know? do you like sons of anarchy do you like resident evil then we have something for you 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't like either of those things. I mean, that's the other thing. Is the, 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 guy, the guy is clearly not there for the zombies. He's there to get the, the one survivor dude that he, you know, left for the zombies to eat. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like a mercenary kind of bounty hunter guy. So, all in all, it's not necessarily a positive zombies, uh, experience, yeah. I yeah. think. I believe that does everything for the uh, for the PlayStation console. Nope. So. Hmm? Well, Crash Bandicoot is back on PlayStation. Uh, that yes. was the most uh, important thing yeah. to come out of we, there. We also missed another game. <laughs> what? Did we? What was the, so Cra- Call of Duty? So Crash, cool. <laughs> I don't think we missed that. Detroit. That's okay. De- oh, Detroit. Detroit. Okay, no. Let's talk about Detroit for a second, dude. I have never gone from zero to totally fucking hyped like I did with Detroit, <laughs> man. That that game looks awesome. I'm so down I, for that game, dude. I'm not even sure what you're doing, but it's heavy like, rain, man. Did, it's Android. I know, heavy say, rain. It's heavy rain with well, robots. <laughs> I didn't know it was the same developer as Heavy Rain, and I watched it. I was like, "What the fuck is this game?" Like, I guess it looks cool, but then when I found it, it was the Heavy Rain guys. I was like, "Oh, I, I, you guys know what you're doing." Yeah, I'm so down for that. Oh, we also forgot about Last Guardian, but who, I know. Who, that, oh yeah, that's, 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 that's fine. coming out. out. It needs yeah. to get a shout out. Last Guardian's coming out October. Everyone's gonna buy it because they feel like they owe it to, you know for a decade's <laughs> worth of made. I know. Let's fucking let's go. Damn it! We're I've been waiting. Here, here's a crazy conspiracy theory. So Last Guardian and Final Fantasy 15, which was versus 13, which were both announced around the same time, are finally coming out in the same year. So you know, you just had to wait till they were both finished to release those games. <laughs> Alex, I think you just put it in a really funny way. Like, let's move on. Like, I literally just yeah. want to play The Last Guardian and beat it and put it back down so I can move on. So I can leave that chapter of my life behind. Am I excited? Sure. But, like, let's just, you know... Yeah, we're, yeah, we're done now. The, 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 hype, the hype train is, is chugging its last little breath, but I just really want to get home at this point. Like, let me get off this fucking train and just go home. Exactly. Like, right. Although I, I will say that it was cool that the trailer showed that the game is more than just using the dog to solve environmental puzzles like it looked like years and years and years ago. I don't even think the game looks that good. I don't even think it looks that good. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so, oh yeah, and Call of Duty. Call of Duty looked cool. Yeah. Um, Which surprised me. It looks cool. It doesn't I look didn't, like the normal I formula. I didn't know it was Call of Duty when the trailer started. I was like, oh, what is this game? This I actually did, looks pretty cool. What's funny is I didn't know it was Call of Duty until he pulled up the iron sights, and then I was like, this is totally fucking Call of Duty. Like, uh, yeah. It has to I be. Like, yeah. I said it was cool before I knew what it was. And, and now I, I take it back. I take it back. I'm um, sorry. I thought it was cool before they confirmed it. It was cool though. Yeah. Hand it to I mean, yeah. like, I think opinion that, that has should flipped be a good pretty sign. We dramatically. Thought it was cool and didn't realize it was Call of Duty. So that yeah. should just show you that it might be fun again. And yeah. hell, you know, Call Four Remaster. That that's a nice bonus. Yeah. I'll play that. I want to play Soap McTavish. <laughs> I do so, not want to play these. Yeah, that's. I mean, apparently that's a Scottish name. You could have fooled me. I only, you know, have <laughs> one. Fully born so McTavish. McTavish. They just looked around the kitchen. So, like, what do we got? Main characters. That's what we got. Soap. <laughs> oh, All right, Dad, I'm hungry. We, what can we make? Well, we got some McTavish. <laughs> some McTavish. <laughs> got some of this. Uh, all right, let's let's wrap this up with a little bit of talk about Zelda because Pokemon's fucking Pokemon. Really yeah, Pokemon will be Pokemon. Will be Pokemon. Zelda looks. Rad. <laughs> it looks that, you oh. know, I went in very pessimistic. Like we've all heard NX delays and just all this shit with Nintendo just not running their shit right. And I just totally expected Zelda to be kind of like 
underwhelming. Like the only game, basically the only game they're showing at E3, and I just totally expected to be underwhelmed, and it was awesome. Yeah, it I was. Mean, it was my game of the show. I think. I I don't think I can forgive Nintendo for being brats about E3 and being like, "Well, fuck no. you. We're we're not going to have a press conference. We're just going to show this one game." Granted, yeah. like, but I'll absolutely hand Zelda to him. Where yeah, it looks fucking cool. They're changing up the formula in a way that seems very significant and different and awesome. Uh, and I'm really I'm excited to check it out. I mean, there are some changes to it that were a little weird to swallow, like the fact that you don't have just one sword. Like that's a little weird. <laughs> like you're going to be changing out your primary weapon constantly. Like that, I mean, that's like I was just like your boomerang, the Goron sword, sort of time, the tiny one yeah. that you start off with. Like there was a there was like four max. Well, there's like, progression to it. To yeah, there's progression to it. But this is like. You know, you you pick up a stick and you can fight yeah. with a stick or for you, a little like, while. Take a take a See, guy's arm off and this, beat him to death with this it. This is why I, this is why I said it was kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like the whole thing in Zelda, Link is like he's been asleep for like a hundred years, and now he's waking up to this world that's like kind of like a weird kind of emptiness to it. That and then there's like this weird magical technology that's like kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, I, it, it's, I totally agree. It's very strange. Like it, it has a very interesting but but strange feeling to it because it's like you see like wildlife and stuff like here and there, and you see these little like goblin or moblin or whatever encampments. Uh, but the, most of the time, it it seems very like vacant. You know what I mean? In like a, a strangely not uncomfortable, but just like well, someone related it to. Like uh, running around in Shadow of the Colossus, yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah. that was a very open, vivid world, but you just got that that kind of sh- like hollow, like feeling to everything. It's, like it's you like, were it's, completely alone. Yeah, like I don't want to yeah. call it like you know like scary or something, but like it, no, it, it, it's like a weird loneliness. You know what it's I mean? Solemn. It's solemn. It's unsettling. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't even say unsettling. Cause, like, I think solemn like, is the best way to describe yes, it. Yes, solemn is... Fun. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's like lonely, but like... With like, purpose. Sort of comforting, but still empty. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I'm really, really interested to... Uh, to see what that kind of experience is going to feel like, though. You know what I mean? Because, like, Zelda right. has a very consistent progression to it, or at least it has for years, where it's like, you go, you get your item, you you do your uh, you do your dungeon, you fight the boss, blah, blah, blah. You, you blah. play the dungeon till you learn how to use the new item that yeah, it needed. But now it's like, oh, I'm just going to try to go there, and but I'm, I'm going to get hungry, so I'm going to have to make food, and I'm gonna my weapon's going to break, so I'm going to have to find something like that, and I'm going to climb this fucking like boulder wall or whatever cliff is i mean minus the boulder wall minus the the eating thing and the temperatures isn't that that's kind of like what uh the first zelda was like you know just you weren't sure where you were going it was difficult there was no explanation oh yeah it's like here's your adventure here are your dungeons like good luck yeah i mean it's it definitely definitely does have that um yeah, but it, are there going to be dungeons in this game, or is it just going to be one giant open world? There, there, I'm there, sure there's going to be dungeons. There's going to be dungeons. He comes across things he has to open with his little like iPad. Yeah, his iPad. Nice. <laughs> I, what I found <laughs> most interesting is like it seems like you have endless pockets in it. Like you just keep picking up apples. Well, and I'm sure and you like kind of stuff. you craft a tunic with more pockets, and then you craft a wallet with deeper pockets. Yeah, and then you probably get a horse, and then that horse has pockets. I love the feel of it. I love like wearing different outfits when he goes up into the mountains to keep warm. And, totally, totally. Um, yeah. It 
I don't know. I'm I'm totally digging everything I'm seeing. Like, and it's just beautiful too. Yeah, yeah. I, it looks I'm very. Awesome. It looks open, but not the kind of open ended where I'd be like, "Well, what the fuck do I do?" Like, I the way I feel about No Man's Sky. Like, obviously, I understand the purpose of Link is to be the hero of time. Like, that hasn't changed. It's it's just this time. Like, I can just go. Yeah, I, I, what I kind of like about it, and I think this is a testament to its aesthetic, is like you think of other open world games like this, like. Uh, like Skyrim, right? So Skyrim is this huge open world game, similar fashion. You know, there's like dungeons that you can go in and stuff. But I think right. the biggest like difference with Skyrim and something like this new Zelda is, for whatever reason, when you're walking around in a forest in Skyrim, it feels extremely claustrophobic. Like there are like trees all over you, and you can't necessarily climb everything. And it's just like you know, you're very everything's very close, right? But in uh, in Zelda, it's like you can see so much no matter where you are, you know? Yeah. It, it just – it's very cool. And, like, there's – it's very – there's, like, clear differentiation between, like, grass and climbable surfaces and snow and trees and all this different stuff. And it, it's just – it's so pretty, man. Um, so I'm definitely – yeah, Alex. The entire world map is supposed to be the size of 12 Skyward Swords maps. Nice. That's cool. Uh, this will probably be the reason I buy a Wii U. Or an NX. No, NX. this so, will be the reason I buy a Wii U. The NX is you? not a thing. Well, see, this is... This it's is the, coming out at the same time. This is the reason why it, it bothers Maybe. me. Because no. it's like... We, we don't know. We saw this game <laughs> no. running on a Wii U, and it's like, okay, like, sure. It's good. Wii U, great. Wii U's cheap, and it looks yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it. it looks fine, but, like... I want to play this game on the new system. We know that the new system exists, that it's going to be something, you know? And the fact that we have no conception of when it's coming out or, or what about it or whatever, like, like it's awesome that I see this game, but I want to see how it's going to run on the new hardware. You know, the last time something like this of happened... Was, the last time we saw something like this happen was with Twilight Princess, and every piece of exposure that I had about Twilight Princess was on the Wii. And it was like... That that is exactly how I imagined my experience with that game was going to be, and I can't do that with you know uh, Breath of the Wild. I, I just can't because it, I, I don't even know what the new console looks like. I don't even know what the controller looks like. So it's very hard for me to imagine what that's going to be. Um, and it, it's good, good name by the way too. We didn't even talk about that. Oh yeah, it's a cool name. Very cool name. Yep. Uh, fitting for its setting. Slightly better than the Minish Cap, my personal favorite. That was a good game. That was a great game. It was a good game. It was a little weird, but it was a good game. So, little Capcom. Do you think people are, are going to be super pissed if the game just looks exactly like the Wii U version? Yeah. Absolutely. And people are going to be really pissed they dropped the money on this. It, it won't look looks... like the Wii U version. I I want to comment on this, but I can't even comment on it because, like, because we don't I know, know that's the we problem. We don't know anything know. about the system. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a functionality difference. I don't know if the only reason why you want to get an NX is because, like, I, I mean, I really I don't know. Like, because I'm, Nintendo's going to be like, we Zelda's also have not. VR and it's going to be 4K, so you need this NX. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we have another confirmed NX game. Uh, what the stupid dance game from Ubisoft? Oh, uh, yeah. gives a shit. I, it's going to be on the NX. I'm fairly confident that uh, the reason we don't even have we would have Zelda right now or very soon, um, but they want it to be a launch title for NX, and I can't imagine they wouldn't make it yeah. like optimized for that for their new system that they're they're banking their their livelihood on. I mean, when do you think we're going to see this this new console? I mean, well, are they, uh, they're talking holiday March. next year, I think. I just, but I mean, when are we going to see it? Like, when's oh, the wow. Nintendo Direct oh. going to be that we oh. actually know what At, it is? I would Tokyo guess. Game Show. Maybe. Tokyo I would Game guess. Show. That's my game. 
No, Tokyo January, Ghost. That so. might be smart. That not, that, that is ja- their target. You like, said January, yeah. Alex. It's it's either gonna be pretty well before the holiday season, or I think it's gonna be after. It'd be weird to announce at any time, like in the September to December. I think range. they'd be making a huge misstep if they held Breath of the Wild for the next console. Because if people see it now and they see the hype surrounding it now, people want to spend money on the holidays. Can Nintendo last another holiday with shitty sales? Yeah, they they, they really have they like nothing else. They cannot release that game as a Wii U exclusive. Well, no, not as an exclusive, but it's obviously got to be a game that's available on both and sooner rather than later. Uh, well, Pokemon's it, coming it out will, holiday season. It will be on both, but yeah, it will but Pokemon be out is very is a very different market, I think. No nah, man, Nintendo Nintendo handheld has cross saturation console? for all their stuff. Right, but it's, See, it's Pokemon a Pokemon is title. the reason that Nintendo can screw up on the Wii U because you know they're always going to sell handhelds and yeah. kids are always going to buy Pokemon. So That's, kids are always going to no, be dropping that, their handhelds. Up, but that means they're out of the console game. They, yes, they're always going to have a hand a handheld like Division, but that's not that's not what they want, and that. Yeah, I, I don't. I do not think that that would be good for them. No. You, know, you know, it was an interesting theory that I heard, but I know that this won't be the case. But an interesting theory that I heard about NX is that it's not actually going to be a console, but it'll be like a Netflix style platform that you'll be able to play all of your Nintendo games on Xbox and PlayStation and PC and stuff. How crazy would that be? I don't know. That almost, would because you if you have to stream a game, it just. It's going to lag. I would way have, rather like, really it be a pachinko machine, that. honestly. <laughs> I'd be much happier if the NX was a pachinko machine as opposed to a subscription service it, from it Nintendo. It could be, like, anything at this point. Yeah. We've heard there's so many rumors. <laughs> I, just, I, I just want to sit down with them and Nintendo be like, Nintendo has bigger than partnered a bread with Konami to make pachinko machines. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, guys. So, overall, E3 pretty, 2016. Pretty great. Pretty rad, right? I mean, Pretty great. Not really great. But pretty great. No if, Assassin's if we, Creed, so pretty great. If we saw Kingdom Hearts three, it would be so, so great. The best. Or, Final, or anything about Final Fantasy seven. Final Fantasy seven or Beyond Good and Evil two or That's what, the thing. Final Fantasy seven. So, I guarantee so we'll angry. be talking about this again at TGS. Yeah. Took advantage and of me. That's last year. why we're gonna look forward to next year, because there will always be more stuff for us to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. But it was pretty cool. Guys, I want to thank you for joining me on episode 32, E3, E3, E3 special edition yeah. of the TZR podcast. Extra long. Crash Bandicoot's back. Crash Bandicoot's back. If anybody, uh, or please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all of the other platforms. Like I said, you can always get our podcast uh, on Wednesday evenings. This one right a bit long, but typically you can download it at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, email all of your questions to podcast at thezerorevue.com and check out our awesome website, thezerorevue.com, for reviews and news and more podcasts and sweet videos of our friend Justin Chow, who is currently at E3, and I'm sure he'll have yes. he'll have all the kinds of jerk. yeah he'll have all kinds of experiences and stories to share with us next week. So look forward to that, guys. Also, call your mother; she she misses you. She's and your father, it's... Uh, oh, yeah. Father's Day weekend. Father's Day. <laughs> Father's Day. He doesn't mind. Yeah. Text your dad. Call your mom. Come on. <laughs> Fuck your dad. Callum, you're, uh, you're writing the Ubisoft thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch you on the next one. Woo. Peace, everybody. Hey, guys.